0: Welcome to episode 556 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. This is our first episode of the year 2024, and it features our regular contributor, homesteader, sensei, winemaker, and our resident reluctant philosopher, Almighty Todd from his place in Stockbridge, Vermont, and we discuss a spring-like winter, mustard greens, galactic physics, revisiting the Stoics, a solstice tilt, faith, belief, and fear, queerness, rage against the machine, our amazing dance in space, trying to figure out how to live a virtuous life Being a student of natural forces, basing our actions on emotional states, getting deep, how authoritarian structures don't need to make sense, free expression of ideas, belly mind, head mind, singing, dancing, and poetry together, among other things. A grand conversation with our good friend, Almighty Todd. We have an E.W. poetic piece called Love Handles. And, of course, all of this will be infused, imbued with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to be with you. Let's get to it, then. Episode 556, first of 2024, of Troubadours and Rock-On Tours.
1: Split. They say you're going away, it's a midnight blip, but there's only good in leaving with a suitcase full of loot, cause where's all the good times in a ring on the tail and if they say they'll pay
0: Almighty Todd, is that you? Conundrum!
2: Did I catch up with you?
0: Yes, you did. How's it going up there in Stockbridge, Vermont?
2: It's going okay. I, I, I saw that you tried to get in touch with me, but uh, the, the wood fired laptop wasn't really f- up to speed, so I had to switch from uh, oak to put some birch in there because it burns hotter. <laughs> Whatever. Increase the bandwidth.
0: Whatever it takes to have you on our program, uh, one of our longest-running regular contributors, I'm happy and proud to say, homesteader, sensei, winemaker, and our resident, reluctant philosopher, Almighty Todd. Yeah, how's, uh, how, how's the winter treating you in Vermont?
2: Winter? Are we there? Oh yeah, I guess we did. Just have uh, the winter solstice. The weather here wouldn't wouldn't uh, let you know that it was winter. We had muds. We literally had mud season well, a couple too, of days ago. Too early for that, right? Oh, it was nuts. I we I, a friend was down from Quebec, uh, and we uh, I took him up to the local winery here at the Garagistas and. Man, it was a mud pit. Luckily, we had the we had a decent car. But I saw some people coming down the hill who were barely making it out. Um, Yeah, you usually don't see that kind of stuff until late March, April. Um, It's I mean, it's it's firmed up a little bit now, Uh, but uh, yeah, it's weird. And uh, I I was just down in the garden actually digging some potatoes Mm. out because uh, January. in January, because well, because I didn't get to them, <laughs> number one, but also because the ground was soft enough, <laughs> and so, so I I was pulled a bunch of them out uh, and and brought them up to the house. And while I was down there, I saw that some of the uh, the mixed uh, bitter greens that we grow, salad greens, we let a lot of them go to seed because a lot of them are like kales and other. Um, like mustard greens, which are actually quite nice when they get older. You can braise them or put them in soups. And, but we let them go to seed because they kind of start to go wild in the garden. And early spring, you'll see these things, you know, they'll reseed and you see things popping up that you can start harvesting, you know, even before the dandelions. Uh, but there was – one of the plants was actually starting to flower. Whoa. Little yellow flower buds were starting to open. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. The magnolia out front looked like it was getting ready to want to open up.
0: And, and I mean, you, you've been there now for over, th- what, over 30 years.
2: Yeah. And
0: you've never seen anything like that.
2: No, this is a little bit extreme. There's definitely been some brown Christmases, but it's usually pretty cold and you're complaining because the ground is frozen solid and there's no snow cover. But uh, this is definitely altogether different supposedly we're, they were supposed to get some uh, some weather this coming weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. I, yeah, we you're might probably be, hearing the same, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we usually get the same weather patterns, but it affects you normally different in a different way than it does us here down, you know, in the mid, mid-Atlantic.
2: Well, sometimes we get gypped, you guys get all the snow, and it stops like about, you know, two hours south of us. By driving standards.
0: Well, I remember when I used to live up there, you know, Killington used to, they'd be open until June.
2: Well, and yeah, and they still aim to do that as much as they can. They're blowing snow like nuts right now um, because there are people here coming to ski. There's no doubt about it. I have to kind of say that we're kind of bursting at the seams here with visitors. It's good. It's good for the economy, but holy cow. Um, and, And is there skiing? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for anybody that has the capacity, they're blowing snow, and they they're the technology is so good. they can make snow even well above freezing um, with these venturi guns that they've got. So you know they're laying stuff down and then they regrade it out and push it around and do what they can. But th- they'll be natural snow. I think it's just it's starting to tend more into the spring. But this is what happens because, you know, I was doing a little bit of looking and got my little physics reminder that, okay, so the earth is, you know, spins on an axis. We go around the sun, but, you know, the, the, our ellipse around the sun is itself erratic. Sometimes it's more elliptical. Sometimes it's more circular. That changes over time, over a course of 140,000 years or something like that. And then. And then we've got our own tilt on the axis. That right now is like twenty-three and a half degrees, but it's kind of like in the middle between of the where the two extremes it can tilt on, and then there's a little wobble inside the tilt. And this is going on all the time, and it's you know this mix of factors that somehow keep this little mar- wet marble in space oh yeah that, that last little wobble is because we've got we got water sloshing around
0: <laughs> water and stuff
2: inside the water sloshing around on the, on the outside and uh and liquid rock sloshing around on the inside
0: <laughs> so you're not quick to say oh this is just human uh exacerbated climate change
2: oh well what we're doing to our atmosphere that's definitely where we have a hand in that. I mean, and there are cycles in the planet, but certainly right now we're—I mean—we're polluting ourselves pretty well. <laughs> you know, it's—it's it's, at this point, it's a—it's a systematic way that we're doing it. It's just a matter of how well we're going to choose to control it or not. You know, this recent cop, the the cop out twenty-eight or what is twenty-nine or whatever they call it, and, and you know, discussing how to. Save Earth's climate and hosting it in an oil producing (laughs) country haven. And and with the, and you know, it's, uh, I don't have.
0: It's Sorry. bizarre. I'm,
2: I'm, not, I'm, I'm not very articulate right now because it, it is bizarre. It, were you talking about the
0: climate it, summit? It, it, was it in Abu Dhabi or something like that? Or maybe not?
2: Yes, and the president was the head of a, you know one of the biggest oil corporations in the world. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, the Saudis are spending money like crazy to buy – to sports wash themselves and take over every – Golf. You
0: know,
2: golf and soccer and it's just – I just I gotta look around and be like, wow, the and it's it's because there's the 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 deficit of critical thinking in most mainstream culture. It seems doesn't like ha- pick this up on the smell test instantly.
0: Where's their deficit of critical thinking? Did you say?
2: Who? Where?
0: Yeah, who? Where? Where is it? Western yeah. culture. I thought you said Eastern.
2: I told that teaching lady the only three letters I needed to know were U, S, and A.
0: <laughs> that teaching lady. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned critical thinking. I today just attended a webinar from the like the International uh, Critical Thinking Institute based uh, in uh, California. It, w- it was great.
2: You would have loved no it. No kidding, really. yeah. 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 Um, the, the, Did you? But uh, was this one of those? Was it a webinar where you were like participating and on screen? You could just like you could you could do it in your pajamas and eat popcorn and. You, you
0: could participate by asking questions, typing them in, but I didn't. I just listened. Uh, I was kind of multitasking. I was also doing some some work. Uh, but she was on the person presenting was on my screen, Dr. Elder, I think her name was, or is Dr. Linda Elder, yeah. And uh, it was it was fascinating. We're talking. How about, old is she? Uh, Not ah, to be funny. ageist, but given because of her name, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say probably in her forties.
2: Um, oh, but, so she's Dr. younger.
0: Yeah, older. younger than us. Yeah, <laughs> it's all relative, right? I know, but yeah, it was fascinating. But anyway, I don't want to go off uh, on a, on a, a tangent. It, it That's was just, okay. It was about how we're so influenced by our experience as a person from day one. It's hard to not be um, affected by that in your thinking, and also how you want to fit in and how to combat that. You know how to um, how to 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 be present and to communicate and try to be you know objective given. Uh, all of the almost ingrained influence and bias that you have it, w- it was pretty pretty interesting but
2: well no, but that's I, that's okay that's cool that that's right on because i mean there's there's the uh, the need to try to find objectivity against your own biases right but then in the modern world with, with a lot of what we're dealing on, you really we need to search for objectivity in order to debunk. The, the biases around us that are being used to try and tell us how we should operate in the world.
0: Yeah, and and the pressure of fitting in—you want to call it peer pressure or whatever—is a big component of that. You you will you know convince yourself well, that, to be quiet there are or also to just the to
2: people people that are yeah. There's that part, but then there are also there are. There are forces at work right now that are turning logic on its head and trying to undermine critical thinking and undermine logical processing as the way to proceed and f- and f- forfeit that in, in favor of something about belief and thoughts that might be resonant but don't necessarily have any logical bearing faith
0: are you talking faith
2: well uh faith yes in the sense of how can i say this because i don't want to offend people of the faith community there are there are people who move from a place of faith that are progressive and inclusive But there's a catch. There's a catch. People use faith to then to divide, and demean. Yeah, which is not what it's for.
0: They're they're the you know the latter of the two are the worst. But the others, I I just find a a flaw, that is, not something you should overlook when you believe, that there's a judgmental, um, destiny driven force that is, is is something you need to worship and and fear I I think if that is at the crux of your faith then your faith is flawed well if, and if dangerous. Your faith dangerous
2: based on fear that's it and that and that is something that you have to think about in terms of what portion of society right now is being motivated fated by fear whether they choose to be or whether it's being foisted upon them what's the difference though I mean if it's forc- well it, 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 I mean you got to think about maybe kids who grow up in generations of houses who have a certain uh, cultural structure with ingrained beliefs Uh I mean, there are homes that still proudly hang the Confederate flag.
3: Right, right. And right.
2: So, but my, my question is always, how do you help people who come up in a structure that is not uh, – it doesn't endorse broad thinking, critical thinking to – be able to choose that as a path forward, even if it means that it's going to cause strife with the, the very structures that nurtured you.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well said.
2: And I, I think mean, that's, that's most of that's, us. That's really that, – exactly. For a lot of people, that's the challenge. And unless you're s- somebody who just like has a natural black sheep streak that just either – Willfully says, "Screw all that," or, or just by happens, like, just it doesn't work, and so you have to go in another direction.
0: Yeah, well, um, you, you're talking about rebels, you know, you know, people just have that drive to be a rebel or to be contrarians, uh, as opposed to those who are just trying to do it the way they think it it should be done, and uh, the people around them are saying, "You're a weirdo. Get out yeah, of here." Yeah, what's
2: exactly what's up with you? Um, you're queer.
0: Which means odd,
2: right?
0: Well, you know, traditionally, I guess, not lately. That word no, is a strange word. Some people embrace it. Some people look at it as an insult. Oh
2: know. well, and that is it is loaded. But it 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 is one of those things that it's a moving target because what becomes queer has a lot to do with how strict mainstream society becomes. Well, explain that.
0: Explain well, that. Well,
2: how how narrow it becomes and what it, it it accepts as mainstream. So it's you can use that as a way to marginalize people effectively. I mean, this is unfortunately, you know, we're seeing a, an echo in history these days in terms of the uh, the political structures going after trans people is something that is exactly what happened a couple a couple generations ago in a time that we wish we could all forget and that our grandparents fought to not have happen again. And we're looking at the same thing again, the same way the sun goes back around. I mean, the, the earth goes back around in the sun again every year. There are cycles to the way that we all culturally operate and the forces that kind of lend themselves upon our present. And, uh, I, I have to believe that it, it will go back around again, but I, I'm, I'm challenged these days. Challenged? By, challenged, just in terms of like my head wrapping around the, um, the level to which, like I said earlier, reason is kind of being co-opted and corrupted. And, uh, the way gaslighting is being used at, a just a rapid pace to really confuse a lot of our fellow citizens into believing things that don't make sense. And, um, you know, you reminded me of, you reminded me of, it keeps
0: coming into my head, that song by Rage Against the Machine Killing in the name of, and there's that one <laughs> verse. Yep. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Mm-hmm. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Yeah, that's a, kind of what you're saying in in some regard, in some areas of this this, this course. And unfortunately,
2: yeah. how many years ago did that song come out, and how relevant is it possibly still now?
0: Came out thirty some years ago. Exactly. Totally relevant.
2: Exactly. That's how old we are. But <clears throat> uh, I did see if it's where this is a complete aside. Uh, a reaction video of a guy who does, uh, you know, reactions to hip hip hop music, and he's a much younger, much younger guy. He does the reactions in his car, but he heard <clears throat> Rage Against the Machine for the first time, and he was like beside himself that he had never heard this before, and he could not believe <laughs> what was being spit. <laughs> Well, He was happy about it or no? Oh, he was. He was like a, out of his. Mind. I'll find that. I'll send you that video. You, you'll get a kick out of it. I can't believe I hadn't sent it to you before. And how old would you say he was?
0: Ah, late twenties. Oh yeah, yeah. It's great when you see the you know people enjoy something that you've you know about and that you and you've enjoyed for a long time, you know, or turning them on to it. You know, it's a great feeling.
2: Well, I guess the other part was for him was just like, wow, this is still completely relevant. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I read um,
0: a few year, a few election cycles ago. I was reading Harper's Magazine, you know, and uh, there was this piece that was about politicians. It was a satir- satirical piece about politicians, just you know raking them over the coals, their their character, lack thereof, their motivations, all that, and I was laughing hysterically. And I w- I went back to look at the author, and it was from their archive. You know, Harper's Magazine has been around since the 1800s, and it was Mark Twain. It was an essay he wrote for them back. <laughs> that's in- why you were
2: laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It was great. so poignant, still so, you know. It was it was per it was prescient, still,
2: you know. Well, that's the it, it keeps going around. That's scary, isn't it? It yeah. is that we keep go- going through these these cycles, and we can't like elevate our i mean i guess we do maybe potentially elevate ourselves above it a little bit each time otherwise we wouldn't be where we are now compared to i mean you and i would be doing this show over smoke signals and not many people would be paying <laughs> or paying attention to <laughs> or good, even.
0: good point so you mean yeah. it's, it's the I mean, slow bending of the arc
2: yeah that's what it's a you know it's a spiral through time a spiral Time. Because it's because it's always moving. I mean, that's where you you forget that. Yes, we're going around the sun, but the whole sun and everything's moving through space. There's a really good uh, uh, thing you can find on YouTube: the helical uh, object of the of the solar system, and it shows the sun moving through space, dragging all of the planets with it, and how it everybody's moving in this grand spiral dance wow. around the sun. We're not going in a circle because everything's moving. So it actually really puts into perspective (laughs) um, how amazing this dance is in space. And I can see how maybe some people think then they get nihilistic because, oh, well, this is this this huge, amazing thing. I'm nothing in the middle of it. Nothing matters. But come on. We're all riding this amazing wave.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad you say that because, uh, you know, lately I don't know if I've been nihilistic, but I've been – well, maybe a little nihilistic, maybe a little cynical, well, yeah, fatalistic, cynic- all of that.
2: Okay, well, yeah, it seems kind of What's in the, the same point, suit, but yeah, you know,
0: I'm an idiot. Everybody around me is an idiot. <laughs> I know how this ends, in a way, you know. <laughs> it's terrible. It's and it's arrogant in a way. It's you know, I feel bad that and and ashamed in a way that I feel that way, but I, I genuinely feel that way.
2: You. Don't invalidate your own feelings. Oh, God. Your, your, your feelings are real. <laughs> it's okay to have them. <laughs> Thank you. You don't have to judge yourself based on your feelings. Thank you, almighty Todd. And, and sometimes you, you feel like an idiot because you are around idiots. <laughs>
0: or because and, I and indeed am an enough idiot. time around you spend
2: time around them, you've, you've, it's like playing tennis with someone who's not as good as you. you it drags you down.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and I may indeed be an idiot. <laughs> well,
2: there's that, too, and you may attract idiots. Right. I'm an
0: idiot magnet for a reason. <laughs> and,
2: that, and that may be why we're talking right now. <laughs> right.
0: here another one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're having fun listening to two complete idiots talk about existence. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe you're an idiot, too. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the club. Well, it's nice to have you.
2: I give that a certain percentage of the time, yes.
0: So so I don't know how we got on on this, but, you know, you were talking about galactic physics and and how it does represent, in a way, um, the the consistency and yet, you know, sometimes the instability of how we uh, exist uh, and how things transpire, how things – uh, occur right? You, 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 we were talking about the weather early on, and you were basically saying there was a little shake shake up maybe in in the way that we were moving around in in, in the grand scheme and tilted the way we're tilted uh, toward the sun. Um, maybe that is a metaphor or an uh, uh, of an exact sort of influence on how we behave as part uh, as as creatures of this whole galactic world physics uh, you know world of physics
2: well that, that's it <clears throat> we're, we're part of it we're we're products of it we are part of this great organism and um, I was I was realizing I need to like spend a little more time diving into the Stoics I think we may have mentioned this before in the past but you know their, their big deal is like trying to figure out how to live a virtuous life and to and to build a life based on wisdom is really where it's at, but that you really have to choose a path um, where your will is kind of in agreement with the forces of nature. You, And so you have to kind of be open and studying to a student of natural forces and that means really starting to look a little, a lot more deeply at how things happen, what our motivations are, um, rather than basing our actions on our emotional states, which is too easy to do, and it's kind it's very uh, pre-adolescent, and it's where, unfortunately, too many of our compatriots on this spinning blue rock. Uh, are motivated from? That's just the that's the truth. You know, Carlin said. You know, you know. Remember that half of half of the people in the populace are below average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't mean that to be denigrating. I, I'm just it's it's too. How can I say? It's a reality check. It, it's a reality check, and that we but as people we have the choice to. To to be more aware, be more introspective, be more inclusive, be more engaged. Um, but it's hard. It's it's sometimes it's really hard to do that.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, it is. And and you know, because you get you get down, you get depressed, you get you know lost in that um and you don't have the motivation or the energy because it's it's you need a lot of energy and motivation and it can't just be shallow stuff it's got to be deep you know and uh the deeper you go the The weirder it gets yeah the harder and weirder it gets (sighs) yeah (laughs) exactly you know and and getting back to what you were uh, talking about about you know half of the populace as carlin mentioned george carlin the comedian you're talking about um, I think, uh, yes. is below average. I was just uh, listening to a clip. Uh, Fetterman, Senator, Senator Fetterman from Pennsylvania was on some talk show. I, it might have been Colbert. And uh, he was talking to him about his experience in the Senate. And he was saying he's come to realize that, you know, the citizens of this country do not send the brightest people to washington to make decisions for our no. co- country he's come to realize no, that there, there are a lot of you know below average dullards that are in with a lot of power in, in washington dc that that's what he well, said and you know he's as he's much as I like
2: fetterman how long has he been there he should have figured that out after about three weeks
0: well he was dealing with his stroke and depression and all <clears throat> Well, that.
2: i guess you're right i'll give yeah. i give him some i cut him some slack um but i guess you should know that going in to it but i'm glad to hear him articulate it as such because uh, you know that's something i i've felt and known for a long time except that i live in the state of vermont and i seem to have a decent have had a decent con uh decent contingent in in the halls of power as small as it may be um for a number of years
0: yeah definitely uh,
2: so I'm a little bit spoiled in that sense, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's something that does trouble me, especially, you know, again, going back to looking at the Stoics, we have the, the idea of being wise and virtuous, that seems to be being thrown right out the, the window in the face of partisan politics these days. <laughs> And you know, it's putting that, it lightly, yeah. yeah, that you could hew all of your, well, much of your efforts towards control over the systems in a vessel that is so devoid of ethics and virtue is just mind-boggling. And to see the gymna- the mental gymnastics that people are going through to try and either outright justify it or at least you know th- throw the, the uh, some kind of a blind eye to it or it's, that's the part that's really shocking to me you know it's it's you know it's emotionally challenging because it's like what you know there's a big WTF but just on a logical level yeah it, there's no end point to this and in, in the sense of making sense and this is the thing about authoritarian structures, is that eventually it doesn't need to make sense. It's about whether you can have physical control. Right. Which is, is always the devolution of those that can't lead with ideas. And unfortunately, they'll do it and it makes a mess, and then that's generally overcome by ideas again. But you have to go through the, the mess of… Allowing auto, authoritarian structures to give it a try, even though we've seen it in history, time and time again, not be the way to go. No,
0: I mean you could talk about like a Mussolini, how when he was in charge, the ta- the, the trains always ran on time, right? You get these big public works programs uh, to occur uh, and to, to to be productive, and you know, in a physical sense.
2: Right, but what was the quality of people's lives? Right.
0: Right, exactly. That that's the <laughs> the more important side of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But that's you it. just you just paint over that, you know, you get the propaganda films and all that and uh you know, you 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 first thing you do is you you uh, get rid of all the artists and intellectuals, uh, you know, uh
2: so, and you replace them with thought leaders which are what you know, that used to be somebody who's smart and knew what they were talking about would deliver you know, presentations to people, like on the TED stage. But now thought leaders are just, you know, uh, idiots who can provide, you know, th- thought baskets to other idiots.
0: Well, yeah, and, and the other idiots are... Like to... someone
2: like Steve Bannon.
0: Oh. <laughs> You're not well, allowed to say you. his name on this.
2: Oh, sorry. I'm just kidding.
0: You. I'm just kidding. You. Yeah.
2: I could say say a couple other names, but you'd probably have to bleep them, too. But, I mean, it's just like, come on. Really? Why does that air get to go into anybody else's constructs? Oh, see? What? Somebody let the dogs out.
0: That's my dog. That's Katie, girl. She's outside, and she wants to come in. But, you know, someone else is going to have to let her in because I'm having a Talk with Almighty Todd.
2: Well, you could go let her in if you need to. But- no, no,
0: you know, there's there are several other people in the household. Okay, they'll
2: someone will hear. Her. Okay, yeah.
0: <clears throat> but you know, this this leads me to a, a, I think a very um, uh, big issue that we're we're struggling with today in in, in uh, the United States of America, uh, freedom of speech. You know, like I said a moment ago, I don't want to he- hear that guy's name on my ch- on my show, and that and that you know, I was kidding. But that kind of mentality no, is, is what we we see a lot of today on college campuses, in particular. Uh, if I don't like what you say, uh, you know, or I feel what you say is hate, um, I'm not going to listen to you. You're not allowed it. You're not welcome. And you got to watch. And as we've talked about very very often, that's a very that's a slippery slippery slope. You know.
2: Uh, It is, but I also, you know, I'm fine with the rule that you, you know, you you can be tolerant to the point where if what you're asked to be intolerant, be tolerant of is itself intolerant, you can't tolerate
0: it. You said intolerant and tolerate a lot of times there.
2: I I know. (laughs) It's the, it's that, that principle where, you know, yes, you should give room for the free expression of ideas. But if you get to a point where the idea itself that's being expressed is intolerant of all other ideas, then that itself can't be tolerated. Well, I don't know. You, you can't you can't give give room for that to to uh, to fester?
0: I, I I'm not clear on where I'm at with this. I really I am struggling with it myself. Like if if someone says in a, in a public forum go hurt those people now that's wrong that's right. wrong that's wrong but at the same time if someone don't don't you want to know what people are thinking and saying in that regard in a way so you can respond to it you oh. can you could do something about it that well, well would, yeah
2: you can you can certainly
0: you can argue it says, with it or maybe you but, but can jail you can, them you whatever you don't
2: necessarily have to be obligated to give those ideas a platform
0: I, I hear you. I, I'm I'm not, I'm I'm not really disagreeing with you. I'm not I, I, because sometimes I'm very intolerant, you know, because of emotion, as we were talking about earlier. Um, and and maybe not, I
2: know I've known you for a number of years. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, and and that is not necessarily well. That's not by definition rational necessarily, right? And um, though sometimes your emotion is accurate in in how it gauges what is right and wrong and what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And if you rationalize too much, the thing that you, your gut is telling you to stay away from or to not allow in uh, is, is on top of it and will prevent that bad thing from occurring while the time you spend rationalizing it might allow it to get in. And to occur, or to happen, or to take hold, whatever you know, depending on the situation you're talking about.
2: Yeah, no, you know what I, I mean, I, I totally hear you. Yeah. I, I, because what you're talking about is the struggle, the very modern human struggle of the left front cortex of rationality, uh, kind of. Arguing with or trying to understand or agree with or disagree with the celiac complex, which is the big nervous system that lives around our guts and is a pretty large neural structure. And that's why when you get that feeling in your guts about something, it's not just a weird thing. It's because... There's a part of your nervous system that understands something on a level that your rational system doesn't necessarily. So it's legitimate. It's like the fight-or-flight instinct. Well, it's, it's deeper than that, I would say. I, I would say that there's uh, a, uh, an aspect of deep intuition that is at work there that understands pa- the patterns of the world even better than our uh, our smart mind thinks it knows well, of he, the world. You're a student
0: of Eastern philosophy, and isn't the you know the stomach, the gut? You know, I was I re- was referencing if you know the gut, isn't that considered an, a mind?
2: Yes, the hara. Yeah, the 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 whole the the belly area is. Uh, is kind of a center of influence. In some ways, uh, you think about it as when you ask most people where, it, it, where they are in their body, most of them will point to their head. But there's no reason why you can't point to your belly and have that be okay too. There's a way to uh, go through the world where what's going on in the Midsection is as valid as what's going on upstairs. In fact, they're, they're, they're compensatory and uh, related structures. Are, that are they complementary? Are, yes. When in balance, they, they work very well together. That's a, there's a, there's a yin-yang inside the body that is, seeks to balance those two.
0: And I think uh, the struggle is often not just that duality that that is real, you know, that you try to uh, sus and you try to balance, but in modern society, quote-unquote, I say modern because it's always looked at as progressive, uh, but today uh, in Western society, we're so distracted, uh, be, you know, with... Uh, K Street, you know, is that the K Is it K Street, right? Is that yes. Advertising, and and uh, you know all these ideas of consumerism and and such that we how the how the heck even if you're clear-headed and you don't have all those distractions it's difficult. But with all these distractions in Western society, how could you ever find balance in these in 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 the way of the head and the gut, or you know your soul, your spirit, however you want to you know, your mind, however you want to categorize
2: or identify it. Uh, Well, I would say that that's where uh, traditional structures that are non-technical. And I do believe we're potentially entering an age of a backlash against tech. uh, Now that AI seems to be poised to try to do everything for us, that there is a huge value to getting together with other people to sing Or to dance or to paint or to sculpt or to just do poetry together or to uh, to go curling or, uh, you know, picking apples in the fall together. Making choices to do things that are – how can I say – Kind of what normally we think of as low value activities, but understand maybe how truly valuable they are in the context of a real life. And I I, I think that we're looking at potentially the necessity for a, a real reckoning around our interface with technology. At the same time that uh, Elmo Muskhead is still looking at doing brain implants for people we have to figure out how to give kids an opportunity to figure out how to disengage from their phones because and and adults well and adults yeah exactly everybody but kids sooner than later because i really feel like they are unwittingly being um in the same way that our generation kind of spent a little too much time watching television and some of us made it out, and some of us are still sucked to the tube. Uh, the same thing's happening with, with kids with mobile devices. And um, I've just seen a bunch of examples in the last couple of weeks where I was just like, wow, is this really happening? And so we as a, as a, you know, a society need to pick our heads up. Uh, and start spending more time with one another in the real world and not plugged into uh, technology that distracts us from where we are in the here and now. I- I'm feeling like we're at kind of a critical juncture. It's either that or we fully go to uh, everybody gets an implant on Saturday as soon as possible. <laughs> get your COVID vaccine and get one of those implants too. <laughs>
0: oh, so the matrix. <laughs> Basically,
2: yeah. I mean, seriously. um, Yes, a little bit of hyperbole, but at the same time, I'm thinking, wow. I I don't think we're really as a society being as conscious about what's happening right now as we as we need to be.
0: I I agree with you and and i I think we're 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 gonna have to pause it there, given the time we we have for, for uh, our segment this go on Almighty Todd, and you know maybe we need to go back to those little villages you know those little communities and uh about, you know maybe maybe it's all mythology, and it's always you know we always feel it was better before I'm sure those folk there'd be folks out there who would argue with me because there were some terrible injustices. Uh, back in the time that I'm alluding to, but you know, aside from that, some of the the way people lived was simpler, and maybe they were more centered and connected with one another in the larger world. I, I don't know, but again, that might just be mythology.
2: Well, no, it, even if it is mythology, there's no reason why we can't, in a small way, bring that into our everyday. We're living in a society where less people are a lot are more are less religious than they ever have been. And that I know that scares the crap out of some people. if you can make connection in other ways, then maybe having you know small ceremonies of this time together, this disconnected time together that may be the kind of relief we need, the same way you can take five minutes to sit and meditate,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think this is something we need to think about doing together. Not just, you know, we need to do it on our own. Take your time to sit and meditate, for sure. Sangha. But, but at the same time, we need to be able to do this together. And, and as much as possible going into this year, think about how we can foster connections in our lives and try not to... Uh, encourage discord
0: well said well said almighty Todd here's to doing our best in the year 2024 it's so good to have you in my life as a brother as a friend and as a regular contributor on Troubadours and Rock On Tours but the other the first two things are more important to me but for all the folks listening I'm sure they're happy that you're part of this program and they get to hear you regularly. So until next time, sir, enjoy the winter and tell the beautiful wife, I said, hey, Andrea. And, uh, and um, let's have a, a conversation off the, off the grid as soon as we can.
2: I will plan to do that. You send my best to your clan and, uh, and take care of yourself and hunker down since you, you're going to get more snow than I am probably. Damn it.
0: I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted.
2: (laughs) All right. Take care, brother.
0: Ciao, brother.
3: Love
0: Handles. Mush, mush, up the hill you pull me. No, musha, musha. I am a soulful Shinkato, lest I disappoint my Calabrian father. Positive living within these galactic physics is the way I'm told. Tilted, as we are, toward our yellow-orange star, as profound creatures relative to a species-wide groupthink, all of this with my questions and answers posed so pretty in pink, more solid, seemingly, from fear, are black and white. And there you uh, have it. Episode 556 of Troubadours and Tours, With yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, our good friend, Almighty Todd. And these musical artists, Thelonious Monk, Reckless Eric, War, Family of the Year, Brentford Marsalis, and Terrence Blanchard, too. And, of course, I would like to thank you for listening. If you'd like to email me with some comments or questions, ewconundrum at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Until next time, Let's give it a go and do our best with this time. Happy 2024. Take care of yourself.